0: Welcome to our weekly podcast of Womankind Collective with me, Lou Hawkins Thompson, and me, Ginty Sheeran. We will talk all things woman, so get the kettle on and settle in for a chat and probably a lot of laughter along the way. And-
1: And coming up in this week's podcast, we have uh, chapters six to ten of our monthly book collective, More Than a Woman by Caitlin Moran. We hope you've been reading along. Um, We'll have three tips from the lovely Sylvia Fleming, um, who is uh, a yogi, a mum of two um, and lots, lots more. So she'll be coming up later on. And finally, I'm going to chat to Lou and tell her how I'm getting on with her WI. And, uh, yeah. I
0: cannot wait. <laughs> mm, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll
1: be interesting, Lou, that's for sure. Um, but we, we also want to say thanks for all your comments and, and kind thoughts and everything this week. We've um, been, you know, had some really lovely comments, haven't we, Lou? Oh, on Instagram. Do you know, and
0: we privately. have. It's been so. It's just been so lovely i can't believe anyone's actually listening to us for one gents no i know
1: it's brilliant it's brilliant i'm just going to read out a a couple that i've that i've picked out we've had a, a good a few good book recommends as well um anna from exmouth she's recommended a good book which um which would be quite good for the collective. I won't tell you about that right now. Oh, no, hold on to it. We'll hold on. And um, Angie from Scotland, she listened to us in the bath, <gasps> Scotland! and Scotland, yes, and said it's perfect bath time listening. <laughs> Uh, she calls it she calls it bath
0: time with Jinty and Lou and can 't wait for the next one well thank god we 're not're not vlogging and we 're on video James. yes exactly
1: exactly yeah, nice one angie thank you and um on instagram um we 've had things like love the first episode, look forward to the rest oh, I like this one, Lou because she says um she's a woman in her early 30s and she didn't know much about the menopause so it's been really interesting and informative which is brilliant because i wish you know we both wish we knew a lot more about it in our 30s don't we oh
0: absolutely because by then our mums were going through it or your mum probably at the other side my mum you know so it would have been so nice to know
1: it would it would because yeah our mums didn't really talk about it it was just something no I i i spoke to my mum a little bit not so long ago and said um you know asked her about her experience and you know she sort of said oh yeah yeah I don't really remember remember I don't think I you know sort of had it but you know I "I I remember you cooking in your bra you know (laughs) know... there must have been something going on and my
0: auntie did the same she was cooking in her bra so you know but apparently it was easy (laughs) you know I had a really similar experience because I asked my mum but my mum had a hysterectomy when she was 30, so all of hers was obviously early and, and it was sort of more medicated. Surgical, yeah, surgical yeah. menopause. Yeah. So yeah. I, asked, I asked my nan, my darling nan, who was alive at the time, how she got on with the menopause, mm. and she said she didn't actually have time for it because there was a war <laughs> on. <laughs> Oh, so yes, I'm not not much hope the women help the women in our in my life and neither are yours either. No, well, we, no,
1: no, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to say, we'll have to say that no, well, we didn't go through the menopause. We had a pandemic.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll be us. Get out of jail free card.
1: <laughs> oh, brilliant. And that we've had loads of, of women just messen- messaging us telling us they're looking forward to the next one. So that's great. Um and um one final one, Ali from London said. She loved it, but she would just like to know a little bit more about you and I, Lou, and how we met and became good friends. So a mm. mm. little while ago, wasn't it?
0: 33 years ago, Ginz. Wow. Yeah, we, uh, we added it up, didn't we? 33 we years did. ago, we met hairdressing, although we did know each other slightly before. Yeah,
1: yeah, we did. We did, yeah. And then we used to work together in Exeter, didn't we? Um, And we had quite a good social life at the time as well. We did. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically how we met. Um, we, we I think we're going to say more on the Instagram. Aren't we're we, going to get a little
0: photo um, that we found of ourselves up, and we'll leave some info on that. I think we'll just leave that there because there'll be too many stories coming out, gents.
1: It's a beautiful photo. That one isn't oh, it's it? Oh,
0: stunning! Stunning. Yeah, so it's
1: a beaut. Yeah, it's it's like beaut, asymmetric
0: so. hair, and you've got a long <laughs> dangly bit.
1: Yeah, and that's that's not even the hair. No. <laughs> oh gosh oh lou so
0: anyway how has your week been um okay james we did do- oh, oh i have had back door gate not back door gate not a gate in the back door no. um an incident for the back door um we've got a cat and a dog and mm-hmm. the cat is actually bigger than the dog i mean the dog's <laughs> a jack russell and the cat is um a fat cat well wow, well fed i say well covered because i think he gets fed from quite a few houses in the street um <laughs> our cocoa well anyway the back, that the cat flap had fallen off the back door so mm. husband ordered a new a uh, large cat small dog flap which arrived right. obviously amazon you know it's a revolving door in here with amazon deliveries um that arrived so i came home from work on i think it was tuesday or wednesday night wednesday night He had his little electric saw thing out from work, cutting a hole in our back door. We've got a half PVC and half um, double glazed door. Mm -hmm. Well, I've hardly got any PVC left, I'll be honest. This cat dog flap is absolutely bloody huge. I mean, a great (laughs) Dane could fit through this. I mean, burgers are just, they won't even have to find anything. They'll just walk in through the cat flap. (laughs) um but he knew the size it's all right he actually knew the size he'd measured it beforehand so that was absolutely fine but, oh well, good at least it fits the hole well it well it does now but my god it's yeah it's, it's like a french doors <laughs> <laughs> how's your week been Jins? anyway
1: oh well you know under under lockdown not not a lot goes on does it so my my news of the week is my mum had I managed to get her to do online shopping a while ago to save me, basically very selfishly to save me going because I do online shopping, and to save me going every five minutes to the shop to buy their biscuits and, and luxuries. So she does online shopping. So anyway, cut long story short. Her instead of oat milk, I don't know if you've had experience with substitutions. Oh, the yeah. three oat, oatleys or oat milk that she ordered um, came as chocolate oat milk, and I don't know who would substitute oat milk for chocolate oat milk I mean you know you're not going to put chocolate oat milk in your cup of tea are you or, oh
0: my god you know, no
1: maybe in your custard I suppose <laughs> but, it, but it made me think a few years ago when I was um, I think online shopping had not long started and I ordered a joint of beef this, this is with my family I'm vegan but my family do eat meat I ordered a joint of beef and uh, do you know what they sent instead? No a tin of corned beef <gasps> <laughs> So I didn't
0: Do you think that was did... the person who just started on that day doing the doing the deliveries? Yeah. <laughs> like in our day
1: they would have said, Oh, that was the YTS. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was the YTS person. That was the YTS, yeah. yeah. Day one on your YTS. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I I served that up on the uh, roast dinner. There you go. Nice tin of corned beef. Oh, but they love that. Um, yeah, oh, they love that. So um and then um I did have a bit of a blueberry situation. Oh going on Lou as well in my fridge I don't know about anybody else but my fridge at the moment I've got the smallest fridge and there's six adults basically living in this house so you go in the fridge and wherever you put anything you can never find it again it so, goes to the back
0: doesn't it it goes to
1: the back yeah and then by the time you found it it's got like half an inch of mold yeah, on the top yeah you know and you yeah. wonder where this smell is coming from well my blueberries I went to the fridge, I was cooking the tea, uh, I opened the fridge, so you basically take your life in your hands when you open your fr- the fridge, because something is just balanced like Jenga somewhere, and you just hope that it's not anything heavy, well this time it was blueberries, which weren't heavy, but they all fell out, oh they went everywhere, all over the kitchen floor, Love
0: so anyway. All underneath all your unit. Yeah,
1: everywhere, yeah. so I picked them up, I picked them all up, well I thought I'd pick them all up, Lou put them back in the fridge um and then um and then that was that um and then realized as I walked back to the sink that I'd stepped in about three and stepped blueberry all (laughs) over the luckily wooden floor mopped those up and then saw two kind of hanging around the edge of the room so I picked those up clean floor washed it the day before I thought I'll open the fridge again put the blueberries back in the fridge so I opened the fridge cream cheese came flying out I mean, on the head all over the floor stood there with two blueberries in my hand but then brain fog do you think I could find those blueberries that I only just put back in the fridge and they were nowhere to be seen I was imagining them there like hee, 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 having a good old laugh at me watching me They'd so run away it they bloody ran away so I had cream cheese all over my head all over the floor, <laughs> holding two blueberries which I just ate. I still haven't found them. God, God knows, God knows where they are. Oh, do you, you might have even put them in the bin. Do you think? You do you think? Oh no, I definitely put them back. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, I'll remember where they are because they're with the. But you can't I don't remember know, what I, they're what, with. But I can't remember what they're with. <laughs> <laughs> I know where the bloody cream cheese is. <laughs> all over my. All oh. over the floor. <laughs> Oh, anyway, that's just you know the exciting things that happen. How's your potatoes, Lou? I keep meaning to ask. Oh my how many god! Potatoes? Well,
0: I I I'm going through them. I've got half of the large bag of the twenty-five kilogram bag left, and oh, I actually used some wow. for our foodie collective, which we were going to talk about later. Because I thought I'm going to have Huge. to bloody start using them up because they're going to be sprouting in a minute. I'm going to be growing potatoes in the understairs oh. cupboard. Yes, I forgot to say that in the introduction.
1: We've got our foodie collective starting we today. Have. too, haven't we? we yeah, William. Oh, so you're
0: getting through them, Lou. That's oh, good. slowly but surely. But it's almost like I think they, they, they just keep multiplying when they're in there. <laughs> Are they growing shoots? <laughs> yeah, well, I want to get them done before um, daughter and her boyfriend go back to London because then it's only the two of us and we're never going to get through them all. So <laughs> be, a couple you'll of weeks be left. Out standing
1: outside your front gate free potatoes yeah standing outside your cat flat throwing potatoes <laughs> yeah. over the fence it's going to come to that i tell you <laughs> oh gosh brilliant oh right what's our
0: what's our topic this week lou so our topic this week is hormone hair loss menopause and postpartum yes and We've got a very good expert guest in this
1: week talking about um, this subject. Um, I'd like to welcome everybody, uh, Louise Hawkins-Thompson. Oh, <laughs> um, hello. Has, Thank oh, you for oh, hello. Me on the
0: show. Yes. So
1: <laughs> this young lady has over 30 years hairdressing experience um, and, and now she is a hairdressing assessor, but she is also a little known fact but a very big deal. She is the author of two City and Gills textbooks. They're only the textbooks that are used for the level three hairdressing qualifications. So she's, um, you know, she's very qualified to talk. Well, she's been looking into um,
0: menopause hair loss, haven't you, Lou? I have, I have. Thank you for the intro. Yes, it little Mm. strings my bow there. Thank you so much. Um, I thought I'd start with this. I think it's really interesting... For everyone to learn a little bit more about hair before I go into um, my research that I've done on it. Well, so I've a thought, really good idea because I was just going to say, all women, hair,
1: massive deal. That's all huge I'm gonna say. Deal, I mean, Huge, huge deal. Huge, deal. Yeah. And
0: I thought a, f- a few facts, fun facts as well about mm-hmm. hair. So um, when you all go to the salon next, obviously after <laughs> April the 12th, you can come out with a few of these if you so, so wish so I'm sure the hairdressers will be yeah I don't know there'll be a lot of eye rolling from the hairdressers (laughs) but that but there we go (laughs) so on average we lose a hundred hairs a day so if your hair is long and you're brushing your hair you may think you've got a lot of hair loss obviously you've got very long hair each time that when you brush it so it always looks more But on average Mm. it's a hundred hairs a day wow yeah and and and, and do, go on. yes also Lou
1: sorry if I may interrupt there you may because when your hair's short you lose, and they just come out and they just drift off don't they yeah, you don't, you don't even on notice your collar, them.
2: don't you on yeah your, your
1: pillow, with long hair, yeah mm. exactly but with long hair they kind of just they might fall out but they kind of stay around because the other hair are holding them in so when you yeah. brush it it probably looks like you're losing an awful lot more than you actually are. Absolutely.
0: It? Absolutely. So, that, that's always, I always say to my long hair clients, that's not actually anything to worry about unless you're starting to feel very fine areas of hair.
1: Right. So, so okay. a good
0: brush of long hair a couple, two to three times a day is what you need. Right. With a good quality brush. <laughs> good. Um, every hair has a muscle attached to it, and it's called the erector pili muscle. So, you know when you're wow. cold and your hair stands on end, or if you've had a fright, mm-hmm. yeah. your hair stands on end. Mostly when you're cold. And why it does this, the hair stands on end to try and trap and grab heat as it passes. Oh. That's why when you're shivering, your hair stands on end. So, yes, I also think that's uh. amazing. Every hair has a muscle. I know,
1: the body's so clever. I never knew that was a muscle, yeah. I must
0: admit. Tiny, tiny, tiny,
1: minuscule muscle. Wow, and we do lose a lot of heat through our head, don't yeah. we? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, we do. Wow. You know, you don't have hair on the palms of your hands or the soles of your feet. If you do, there is a big problem. Um, yeah, but see your beauty therapist. See very quickly for a bit of waxing. <laughs> so there is no hair on the, on the palms of the hands or soles of the feet. Mm-hmm. Also, the hair on your head is called terminal hair, the same as mm-hmm. your eyelashes, eyebrows and pubic hair. But the hair on your body is called vellus hair. It's like the peachy, fuzzy hair that we get on our faces as well. I mean, I've, I've actually got terminal ones creeping in on my face, my little chinny chinny chin chins <laughs> ones now. But um, on, on the whole, that, that's menopause. That's another topic. But, yes, yeah, so terminal hair. Interesting. Yes. Now, this one, I think, this is what we're going to talk about. There are three stages to the hair growth cycle, okay? The first mm-hmm. one is called anogen. And that is when the hair is actively growing. So this can last between one and a half to seven years on average. I mean, some people actually are like Rapunzel and can grow and grow and grow. So their anagen life cycle is is so probably fifteen probably years, A long yeah. time.
1: So and this is why some people
0: can only grow it to their shoulders because yeah, they're only and, and for yeah, like a year yeah. and a half. So it, it's a really short cycle, and that that is that is just genetic. That is just how it is. The next, once it's gone through its anagen stage and it's stopped, it goes through mm-hmm. a period called catagen, period of change. And that lasts for a few weeks. And that's when the follicle actually within the dermis, layer of skin, mm-hmm. starts <clears> to detach <throat> from the dermal papilla. So the dermal papilla is something that feeds and nourishes the hair bulb at the bottom. Wow. I quite. know. Yeah. And the final stage is called telogen. So this is a hair when it's in the resting stage before being pushed out along the hair follicle by new anagen. So it's in that phase for about two to three months. Yeah. Um, But every single hair, every individual hair on your head is in a different state of any of those three at one time.
1: So this is why we don't all
0: go bald. It doesn't all fall out at the same time and it doesn't all
1: grow at the same time. It's all... Doing different, different things, different things, all at the same. Yeah,
0: all some are resting, some are growing, and some are falling out. Yeah. basically. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, it's it's really interesting to think about what your hair is going through. Is. Yeah. And we do go through natural shedding times. I think then that's linked to sort of prehistoric times. Whereas in the summer, we do lose more than a hundred hairs a day. It's like you know, a cat or a dog, an animal lose getting their summer coat. So we we do thin out a little ah. bit more um when that's the interesting higher.
1: because i know when i was hairdressing people used to say that and and you know we used to think well i don't know whether that is actually true or whether people used to notice it and i used to think i don't know if it's true or that's just a bit of a myth but people did notice yeah, that
0: yeah yeah it's it's yeah it de- de- definitely does definitely wow. does so there are my little facts on the hair so oh, brilliant thanks lou oh, that's okay <coughs> so I wanted to talk now about menopause hair loss so it's quite complex and obviously I am a hairdresser and a hairdressing educator I'm not a GP and I'm not a trichologist who is a hair doctor so all the information Mm -hmm. I'm giving you is information I've gained and researched over my years of teaching Um, so yeah if you have any other issues or any um, worries then I'd definitely say GP is your first port of call but yeah I just wanted to give you some some information so menopause hair loss is called androgenic alopecia Mm -hmm. almost all women at some stage in their life experience hair loss and it's commonly caused by the hormone androgen and this is part of the testosterone family yeah because obviously as women we do have testosterone circulating around our bodies yeah um and obviously, there's
1: that imbalance that causes it. Well, I think, you know, in, in perimenopause, um, um, obviously, when your oestrogen goes down, you'll, you'll test, test, you haven't got more testosterone in your body, but the balance is off, isn't yes. it? So yeah. if your ratio of oestrogen um, to testosterone is different,
0: then that may be enough, maybe, to make all the difference in
1: how much hair loss you have. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I found out some facts, and it was from the NHS, actually, these facts, um, which I found really interesting, that 2 to 3% of women are affected by some sort of hair loss by the age of 30. This rises to 10% at 50, and 30% of women at 70 years of age. Wow. I know. Yeah. That's a lot. It is an awful lot, I, mean, it's, I think it's some one of the sort of the taboos that we don't actually talk about, not completely. No, yeah, no, yeah, it is. Um, w- the actual hair loss itself it mostly occurs at the top, and the front, and the sides of the scalp. Mm-hmm. So as it thins, you start to see the scalp underneath. Um, right. And obviously, women with raised testosterone levels experience the most hair loss. Um, And the the actual hair loss itself occurs by the shortening of the allergen stage, which is what we talked about earlier. Um, And the follicle will shrink, making it the hair thinner um, and resulting in that hair becoming vellus. So instead of becoming terminal, it becomes vellus Mm. hair. Um, And vellus hair is non pigmented. As we know, if you look at the hairs on your arms and on your face, it's a much softer, downy hair so uh-huh. even though you've experienced hair loss of terminal hair um, unless there's a, another form of alopecia going on you will actually have very fine baby bellus hairs that won't grow properly and won't be pigmented
1: i see yeah that's interesting i know
0: i found that i found that very interesting so that's what i found out about Menopause hair loss. I know we're going to have a chat about this, but I think we'd be quite good to have a chat about postpartum hair loss as well. Yeah, because this sometimes can get a little bit confused with menopause or hair loss. So Mm -hmm. postpartum hair loss. I think we've all experienced that. Anyone that's had a child will experience quite a lot of hair loss three to six months after the birth of your child. So this type of hair loss is called telogen effluvium, okay? Mm -hmm. So once we have given birth, our bodies begin to shed. And all the hair that was in the catagen and telogen stage suddenly speeds itself up and comes out. So it could be that you have areas of your um, scalp that some of them were in quite close proximity to that anagen, telogen and catagen. So it can actually give you some bolding or thinning areas. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Estrogen increases during pregnancy, as we know, and mm-hmm. that actually does prevent um, hair loss. Yes,
1: because I know, I mean, mo- a lot of women say the same. All three, um, uh when i when I was pregnant i i was my hair was its best ever through oh, my pregnancy me too. It's lustrous. oh it was long it was thick well it's thick for mine mine's not thick anyway but it was it was absolutely i loved it absolutely loved it until what you're talking about until mine mine at six months then uh, yeah it just all started coming out and actually more with each one so by the time I got to um number three it was uh finer than ever but still quite you know I still I still did all right I still had hair yeah but um but yeah that's that's interesting so quite so really what you're saying is you're not necessarily losing a lot more hair you're just kind of losing, what, losing what didn't come yeah, out
0: you're losing the everything place. the body because. had held on to but then it, because it comes it, it you lose it all very quickly within feels, a few months yeah. rather than spread out over that nine months you're used losing it in a, in a couple of months or a, or a few weeks um sometimes days so it can feel that you've actually got an awful lot of hair loss and obviously then you start stressing and you start worrying about it and that can actually speed up the process a little bit more um right and obviously good old stress yeah and and it's just making sure and, and once you've had a baby obviously your body is feeding the baby or or not mm-hmm. which whichever choice you
1: made yeah yeah so if you're not necessarily getting the right diet for you or maybe a balanced diet and if you haven't got yeah. time to kind of feed yourself properly if you haven't got help around you it's really really difficult yeah, or maybe sleep. you're on your own with a baby you haven't got time to get all the nutrients in no um and and if you're feeding your your baby it's it's very very difficult you're you're kind of left
0: to last aren't yeah, you yeah yeah you <laughs> throughout life gents, not just yeah get used to it yeah. <laughs> it doesn't change <laughs> no, it doesn't i mean when, when we look at it though there are things that can help um right oh s- good. Some, tell me about so, those. so i will tell you so scalp massage scalp and neck massage really good i mean how tight are your shoulders feeling at the moment
2: mm,
1: yeah. yeah i mean mine are normally around them. the ears
0: yeah, I'm
1: just releasing them down yeah. as we're talking now. It's only when you, somebody
0: mentions it. So actually yeah. a good scalp and neck massage really will help because it helps the blood circulate up through the scalp, um, releases tension, but obviously that blood feeds nutrients mm-hmm. into the dermal papilla, which is where we need it to go to feed the hair. Mm-hmm. So And that's obviously if you've got a good balanced diet, so that's number two, that will, that will goes without saying really, doesn't mm-hmm. it? yes oh does completely yeah. um i'm also going to look at, talk about thickening shampoos so you mm. on the market you can actually fall down i think from my personal experience a whole rabbit hole of looking at the different volumizing and thickening shampoos and i'm going to talk about one in a mo but all they're going to do is actually make each hair feels slightly thicker the circumference feels slightly wider That right. is so it's not going to give you any more hair but instead yeah. of your hair feeling oh a little bit fine it'll feel slightly thicker i see they're really expensive mm-hmm. but then if it works for you great but, yeah
1: again everyone every woman's different every aren't they? woman but you is you can different. waste you can you yeah. waste an awful lot of money on them
0: some of them can't they use... are so so expensive yeah. as well And, you know, there are so many adverts out there. Um, Some I feel are misleading and I know they're not supposed to be, but we we know that it's not going to actually deliver what it's telling you it's going to deliver. So when you see a thickening shampoo, don't think it's going to thicken out your whole hair. It's going to thicken out. Each individual hair is going to appear slightly thicker. It's not going to grow you any hair know and what do you think about because i know a couple
1: of women that um i've spoken to have used the caffeine shampoo again Um, and caffeine will boost and make it feel thicker okay yeah yeah a couple of people have have recommended that uh, there's a uh, there's one quite well-known brand isn't
0: there um that again is quite expensive but get if it works exactly and and i think if you've got somebody who's using it and is enjoying it and maybe has bought a big um you know a, a bigger bottle of it and then could give mm-hmm. you a couple of little pumps or a couple of you know just a little bit so yeah. you can try it brilliant yeah um and if you can get your hands on any of these um when you go online and buy things off all these beauty um websites sometimes they do free samples and if you can get a free sample even better um, yeah I think it def- or, def- or make your own Lou or make your own make your make own yourself some coffee make yourself some I haven't coffee. actually got the recipe for that in my little bit of paperwork <laughs> in front of me gins but but caffeine is a thickening, so right. it, it is actually it is that thickening. But I said if it works, brilliant. It's not going to yeah. grow hair that isn't there. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Um, there is actually a shampoo on the market called minoxidil lotion. It's more of a lotion than a shampoo. Right. Um, it's not actually available on the NHS, um, but you can. It's very expensive, and you can get it on prescription or buy it through a trichologist and a trichologist is a specialized hair doctor and they're not available on the nhs they're private um, okay and what does that do then Lou? so the what lotion. that does it helps to start reviving the follicles so you okay. do see a little bit more of hair growth it, it's not 100 yeah. percent by any means it has been licensed in the states um <coughs> okay And it's licensed over here, but it's not available in the NHS. Um, It can cause some scalp irritation. um, But I just think that would be rather than going straight in to get it, really, to go and see your GP and to go and see a trichologist. Yeah.
1: Get a proper diagnosis because, you know, you can guess at these things, can't you, Um, at the reasons. Um, And what I'd say... um, is you know sometimes th- there's medical reasons so uh, uh, hypothyroidism things like that you need to get checked out have blood tests because if your thyroid isn't working properly um you, you may need just to get some thyroxine which is a hormone and this can cause hair loss yes so I'm, as long as maybe... I missed yes you're oh, right sorry Liz. no no sorry. hyper I'm and thyroid.
0: hypothyroidism yeah. can can both cause um yeah you're completely right mm-hmm. complete completely completely right Uh, Go and get some blood tests. Go and get checked out if you have Mm. any worries at all. There is another, um, you can actually take an oral anti-androgen as well. Okay. That will balance out your testosterone levels, which can help. Obviously, if the damage has been done and that hair has thinned too much to the vellus stage, then that's not going to work too much. But I think if you catch it in time, an an oral anti-androgen, is available, and that is
1: available on the NHS through your GP. Great. And you need to know the cause then, don't yes. you? Because it might not be the androgen um, hair loss that you're talking about. It may be caused by something else, in which case it's not going to make any difference anyway, no. is it? So no. You need that correct diagnosis. And, you know, I, I have to say through experience, it's not very easy getting a diagnosis no. when it comes to hair loss. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just um tell you a little bit there might be more you want to say Lou so just come in on
0: on anything no no I've only got a couple more bits but I'm going to drop them in later I think your story is really important Jim
1: oh okay Lou yeah you can yeah definitely I'd like to hear what else you've got to say but um yeah I'll just a little bit about my my experience I started noticing, noticeably losing hair, I don't know, probably about four years ago and way before I saw the doctor about perimenopause, um, you know, I I just, I didn't really know what what was going on. So I went to see the doctor for my first port of call and that's when she did the, uh, you know, thyroid Um, and as it happens, I did have hypothyroidism. Um, So I thought, oh yeah, yippee, that'll sort Mm. my hair out. No, (laughs) no, it did made no difference whatsoever um and what what I eventually found partly with your help Lou because you were cutting my hair at the time um I just noticed these patches of just really kind of short hair um and anyway it sort of turned out that I've got these sort of patches almost like a halo so temples Thank God, luckily, the very top, my, you know, if I was to part my hair, that's okay. But my temples all the way around to my crown and just below my crown, um, a, a re- it's still there. My hair's still there, but it's really quite mm. short. So one of the first things I did, well, obviously, speak to Lou. I spoke to the doctor. Um, I left it a long time because it can take, um, you have to give it six months to actually show in your hair, you know, because it takes that long for the extra hair to grow through doesn't it yeah. so I gave it plenty of time um and um went to see then making no difference I actually saw a trichologist um a lovely lady in Exeter and who diagnosed my hair loss as telogen effluvium which interestingly you were talking about as postpartum pregnancy. yeah so that's really that kind of oh okay um so because she looked at my um and, oh it was amazing if anyone gets it done she's got this amazing camera tiny little camera and and a, and a, like an ipad she puts the ipad in front of you and this camera goes all over your scalp so it magnifies your hair follicle i mean god knows how many times hugely so what she was saying, if it was like this female pattern baldness, like the androgen mm-hmm. one you were talking about, Lou, if it was that, she'd expect to see um, much less hair from one—not uh, one follicle, but I don't know—it's from one. You get about three or four hairs. She she said from one pore, I suppose. Yeah. And as you get older, you have you may have four hairs coming out of one pore which i i never knew that i just thought you had one paw one hair one follicle um she said as you get older and she actually said at my age she would expect to only have you know maybe two but i had three so she said the androgen there's no problem there as in female pattern baldness. Yeah. you know i still had three hairs i could see them on the screen so um what she what basically what she diagnosed me like you say with is this is telogen effluvium for so for some reason it's only growing in certain parts of my hair is growing about three inches in the is it the catagen stage lou the resting stage
2: and then the, it's growing so
1: what's the growing anagen. stage anagen so it's growing to about three um inches but then it goes almost straight into the telogen stage i'm missing this missing, nice bit in yeah the middle. so your, your
0: anagen <laughs> stage has got really is less than a year and a half isn't like, it your hair grows half an inch is. a month on average yes. so yes you know with a good balanced diet so actually that that's cut that right down so in six months really she's saying it's three inches yeah yeah <clears throat> that's all exactly. that's... so
1: anyway so to cut a long story short i was diagnosed with that and now it's sort of known as chronic telogen um, effluvium because quite often that only lasts for a few months mine now has lasted for nearly four years and doesn't really show any, any signs of changing mm. to, to the point I was actually looking into a hair transplant the other day uh, but that's another that's another story I don't know if I'm that brave um, luckily I've got curly hair so beautiful you you yeah well it's, it's okay it has got had to be a lot shorter because obviously I've got like patches that are only three inches so and it's really soft you know, so it goes very flat. So it kind of, anyway. Um, but also, I have to say, in case anyone's saying, well, she's a vegan, so she's probably not getting enough protein. <laughs> um, I have to say, I had all that checked. Oh, that old and, chestnut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I had all that checked, and my doctor said I had, you know, the on everything, all my B12, all my levels were absolutely spot on, if not better than most people she sees. But just to make sure, I saw a, the wonderful menopause nutritionist at the uh, menopause clinic, Dr. Louise Nusance Clinic, um, Emma Ellis Flint, and she is just amazing. If you want to go through anything with your diet, and in fact, Lou, she's coming on here, I isn't know, she? I'm so flipping of, excited. Yeah really excited so we're going to have a really good chat with her at the end of the month um but she was amazing and she helped me um manage my protein even more you know we went through my diet and she helped me find extra pro- protein with um things like we won't go into it now but activating nuts activating seeds and finding different food combinations, which the way you eat, what what you eat with other things that you eat, um, how that combination can actually maximise your protein. So um, that's what I did. I mean, it may be that if I drank a bit of bone broth every day, I'm it might suddenly come back. I'm not prepared to do that, so that ain't going to no. happen. Um, so we'll, we'll just you know we'll we'll just see. I'm I'm kind of um, but I'm I'll be quite interested in that lotion Lou maybe yeah. I don't know if that, well, that well, might
0: I know, and that's, it, it's sort of quite new, to, quite new so I think that might be um, a thought anyway yeah, yeah definitely yeah. and thank you so much for sharing that story it's quite a brave thing I think for a woman to share about her hair well. well i think
1: so and it, there shouldn't be a stigma about it it happens as you said in the statistics there's so many know, women surprisingly um, so going through it oh i will just say quickly it's um also that um tracy and kieran in a salon in exeter i don't know whether you go to headquarters do you I think is it headquarters or oh, sorry tracy if i've got the name wrong <laughs> i think it's headquarters um in exeter but um tracy also had problems after having breast cancer and with her hair i mean and um she went over to america and they have and they're the only salon in europe that do these amazing their um toppers okay their toppers and hair extensions but particularly for um ladies that have lost lo- are losing their hair so they're really really gentle they look honestly They look amazing. You would never, never know. So, actually, you know, before I go down the hair transplant road, (laughs) I'm going to go as soon as Tracy and Kieran open. I'm going to go and see them. So, I will find their details and make sure I've got the salon name wrong, and I will be putting them up also on the um, episode notes. Brilliant.
0: Oh no, that'll be good. That'll be good to share. Thank you, gents. I mean, no, yeah. I I was going to say, really, the good thing is, just listen to your stylist. If you've got a really good hairdresser listen get length removed from your hair so it starts to look thicker that's always a good one using some products um some styling products help to boost near the root to give you look you know the illusion of a bit more hair Mm -hmm. and obviously have think about iron deficiency um because that can play a part in in hair loss and also um insulin deficient diseases can also play a part which i found really interesting so Lots to look at and lots to think about, but please, anyone suffering, visit your GP first port of call and then um, a trichologist. And we'll put some details yeah. up of the um, registered trichologists in our area or actually we worldwide. Will. If we've got a lady in Scotland who listens to us in the bath
1: well exactly you know we <laughs> may Who knows? she might need to see a trichologist at exactly. some point. hopefully not hopefully not angie but you never know and um, and we'd like to hear from any of you if you if you need you know a bit of support in that way or you've got um a story about anything like that then please you know get in touch by a message or dms or techn- technology techno somehow. technology somehow <laughs> we'll find a way we'll find a way oh that's brilliant thanks thank no you. thank I think you thanks for everything. sharing no, no problem. I, I I wish I didn't have to, to be honest, if I'm, you know I know. <laughs> completely honest, but never mind, never mind. I think uh, you know, as in Flea Bag, you know, they sort of say, don't they, you know, hair is just it's one of the most important things to a woman and it's you know, so it is it does get you down at times. I've I've had really days where I've been so pissed off with it that I can't even yeah. you know, I can't even speak No, <laughs> so, so I don't but you know it's it's I'm lucky it's curly I can do something with it and I've got some Yes. I, you know I have got some pain. yeah <laughs> well, yeah
0: so yeah be grateful be grateful for yeah, things. exactly on
1: good days I'm grateful for what I've got yeah. so that's you know that's the way to look at it isn't it but I I feel for you if you're going through
0: a similar kind of thing oh thank you Jim. it's not great
1: no worries.
0: What, what have we got coming up next, Lou? Next on the agenda is our monthly book collective. So we are on chapters six to ten of the amazing Moran's More Than a Woman. Oh, what a great book, isn't it? I am so enjoying it. I
1: hope everyone else yeah. is as well. Or if not, well, can I just can I just read a couple of comments we've had on the book actually? Yes, of, uh, do. by the Reddit or that are reading along with us. Um, Anna says she laughed till she cried, and then she just cried. Oh, <laughs> <can> <laughs> I get it. Caitlin Moran is my heroine. Yeah, it's brilliant. It is. It has. It's got. It's really funny, but it has got its t- really true, really it's real. Raw, isn't it? I
0: think I would call it. it, it is. It's raw. It's. She's not. She's not fluffed anything up. It's. It's as it no. is, and I love that.
1: I do you know, too. I do too. It's yeah. real, isn't it? It is. And Laura, Laura says, um, "I'm loving it, but it's making me really angry." <laughs> and I thought, "Oh, okay. Why is that?" But interestingly, she she said it's making her because she's postmenopausal, and she said it's making her angry because it's making her it's making her see and realise that all the gender biases that she wasn't even aware of as she sort of came as she sort of was going through adulthood and um, menopause, and and how how she wishes things were and are so different, you know. So it's interesting. It is, isn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean we've we've had slightly we've had we've talked about this before, but. I think it's, um, I mean, I I know on chapter, I think it's on chapter 10. um, It's a gender bias again, because she's the one that has to go and care for her mum. So she's the one that sat on the train, isn't she? Um, Yes, every Every two weeks, for 24 hours. And instead of sat there Mm -hmm. with a healthy salad, she sat there with a half bottle of wine, which I don't blame her actually, on on the train um, up north to to visit her mum. So it's actually then the the daughter becomes the carer. But her brother wouldn't think yeah. about doing that role. No. So
1: No. And also the daughter has to do it when she's going through this huge transition. I mean, generally, our parents, not always, I know, and, and some people don't have, um, aren't lucky enough to have their parents still with them. But for the majority of, of women, when our parents need us most, we're going through the bloody menopause. Yeah, you're going through um, a
0: really tough time yourself, aren't you? And often you've got teenagers.
1: Yeah, you've got all this, all this pulling from one side to the other, and at the same time you're being pulled by your own body that's kind of letting you down in a way, or sometimes can feel like that. So it's um, I I can understand. I don't really drink, but I can totally understand. <laughs> you that, get your half um, bottle of Merlot out on, the, a on of the train to spend twenty
0: four hours with
1: a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm. Lucky my parents, um I live I live close to them. Um but you know, you and I are noticing, aren't you? We're, there's a lot of hospital appointments and yeah. you know, all these things that, that that need to need to be done. And it's and it's fine because we're close,
0: but I don't know I'd find it very difficult if they were hours and hours. Yeah, away. definitely. Um what I also wanted to bring up was that chapter six actually. Sorry, jumping around yeah. from chapter to chapter Was oh, that housework? Yeah. That's that housework? No, that's mm. the husband when actually oh. she says you know when you ask a man what you're thinking and they go nothing <laughs> yes. and then you go well as a woman we never think nothing and she's like not, not believing him she thinks she's going he's going to come <coughs> out with this that so, you know we're going to have to get divorced i don't love you anymore all this <clears throat> and actually i think it's some um, jerry seinfeld that they're watching and on the tv and actually there <clears> there's <throat> this whole tv thing about he, he's saying actually what are men thinking he's not they are really not thinking anything when a woman says no. to a man what you're thinking it literally is nothing or it could be <laughs> I think her husband said well once when you asked me I was actually thinking which turning I'm going to take off to get to you know where we were going
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. We're just so much deeper on not yeah. I think something.
0: And I think it's it's getting starting to get quite poignant with her daughter, isn't it? She's reaching her daughter's it reaching the, the age of 14, 15 um, in yeah. chapter sort of eight, nine, where she's starting to look at her body and listening There's to problems, the girls and problems. Her. To go. Yeah. 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 And I think there was a bit in chapter, it was chapter nine where the daughter accuses caitlin of slut shaming i mean this is the biggest feminist one of the biggest feminists of our time yeah you know yeah. and it was like yeah. you can't get <coughs> And well, actually if she can't get it right with a daughter of that age none of us are going to get it right and it's not about getting it right it's about there actually isn't words to say are there sometimes it's just being no, there, there and listening it's holding space yeah Definitely. I think you know as mom, as mums and
1: she says in there we're we're used to fixing things. Okay, this hurts, mummy. I've fallen over. This hurts. Well, you fix it. You find a plaster. Um, teenage plasters don't work anymore. No, and and you and you can't fix it. And and the, the realization of that as a mum is, oh, it destroys you. It's it's just awful. Oh. So you've got to learn um very quickly to um. Be able to listen and really sit back and give them space, yeah. I think that's w- one of the most important things ever. Um, and not if there is a problem, not make it the only
0: thing you talk to that child about. I know, because and we're all guilty, and we're all guilty. We, we are, you know, it's, it's important. You want to, like, say, you, you're the fixer, you're the mum, you're the fixer, yeah. So, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm really looking forward because I, I know we're going to go, you know, I can just to some other deeper parts when we get yep. to the chapters what will be on chapters 11 to 15 i think aren't we next time i think we are i i just want to say about i can't remember i think it's about
1: i think it's in chapter eight um where she gives this sort of superhero analogy you know and i just think that's that's brilliant yeah. because we you know i think all all mums whatever you're you're all doing your best you know it might not seem like it you might lose it and you might, but you know it's bloody hard <laughs> it is. you know when there's all when they're teenage and anything in between um and um and at the end of the chapter she uh, she sort of because she's sort of making this um <clears throat> comparison between um you know the superheroes the male superheroes yes. you see in the film, and uh, she says mothers are superheroes, but it would never work the other way around Batman <clears throat> excuse me Batman could never ever potty train twins <laughs> 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 and you know oh. Isn't they that are, the truth? <laughs> oh they are all they're all we're all all mums are unsung heroes without oh, without a
0: doubt 100% but so far absolutely thoroughly enjoying it and I'm looking forward to our chat next week about
1: um the following chapters yeah definitely and let us know how you're getting yes, on with chapters. leave us a message or, do or if you have even if you've gone on um to the further chapters you know chapters just l- let us know Let us know what's happening. Brilliant. Um, So, okay, should we go on, move on to our foodie collective, Lou?
0: Da-da-da! Our first foodie collective. It is our very first foodie collective. collective, (laughs) And this is for our Gut Health Month. I mean, this is a revelation to me because I am the girl that sits on the sofa with a bar of chocolate and a bottle of wine. (laughs) So I am being educated, and I'm bowing down to you. But we we've, we've had we did some cooking last night, gents, didn't we? We did. We did some cooking from your so, recipe. From, yes, my
1: my recipe. I do cook quite a lot, and I quite enjoy cooking as long as I've got the time. I hate cooking if I haven't got any time. But I've got the time, I love it. And because of my a my hair loss, b um, being plant-based I've had to like cooking because I couldn't get anything that I liked um and also with having to up my protein and really look at what I was putting in my body I I um I discovered uh gut health and and again the fantastic um Emma Ellis Flint who we'll be talking to so she knows is obviously knows what she's doing she's a chef and she is um a nutritionist that specializes in menopause. So most of the information I, I've learned is from her and from researching um, other things. And But also even before that, I've always made, or for a long, long time, I've made my own kombucha which um, I believe I gave you a couple of scobies, didn't I, Lou? You tried that for a while.
0: Yes, but they're still going down. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, Steve's still got the scobies, the, the, the scoobies. I thought scoobies. Scoobies. I um, oh, they were a scooby. Um, yes. yes, no, he's, he's still on that. I've Brilliant. sniffed it a couple of times, but actually, and, and sipped it, but not really um, no. partaked. But I must say, I absolutely loved the Miso Spanish stew recipe that we cooked oh, last good. night. good. Brilliant. And with a chef in the house, he loved it
1: too. Brilliant. So I sort of created this um, miso Spanish soup um, for Lou and I uh, to try. and um, and I don't know if what most people know what miso is, but it's basically it's fermented uh, beans. Um, and it gives this lovely kind of, you can add it to soups, stews. You can also have a drink. You can add it just some hot water. And it gives this like salty unami sort of flavor, which is really, it does really smell nice. very salty. Mm. It is. So you probably don't need, you have to watch what added salt you put in. Um, but yeah, it's it's really lovely. And it's a it's a probiotic, which um, is a group of kind of, um, well, it's, it's a fermented food. Um, there's other fermented foods such as sauerkraut, kimchi, kefir kombucha there's, there's there's quite a lot which we'll talk about a bit more probably next week um but yeah the miso um
0: spanish um stew so yes yeah, so it went down quite well lou it went down very well I, I got a bit confused where i was gonna put my cabbage in and i put that in far too early when i put everything else in oh i, I, I didn't write chicken. that down i know i know i didn't you know that's me not reading everything fully not <laughs> reading instruction um <laughs> but I, I added chicken to mine so obviously i, I do I don't eat red meat but I do eat white meat mm. so I do eat chicken so I browned yeah. the chicken off um and then added that in for the last sort of half an hour because I did it on the on the hob I didn't slow cook yes. mine um and it was it was just beautiful I think we're going to, we're going to put the recipe up anyway aren't we We'll we'll put the recipe
1: up and it's I won't go into them all now but it's full of the the you can use any vegetables you like the vegetables that are in there most of them are all prebiotics so and the prebiotics um you know are they're they're the, they're the good guys as well as the probiotics you want a mixture of both the prebiotics feed the probiotics so ones they work you know they obviously work um with each other so we'll, we'll again we'll put that up but use whatever veg that you happen to have but onions garlics leeks um those type of thing chickpeas lentils fantastic prebiotics right. and yeah. it,
0: it was it was really tasty Brilliant. and um yes I, I did it with mash as well because i thought i would better get rid of some of those bloody potatoes oh god yeah yeah we had a bit, <laughs> we did we had mash it was lovely with
1: with mash i have oh, i in. like
0: it with a mash because actually yeah. because it's a stew and it's and I actually did, did put a little bit too much of the um, vegetable stock because you know me, I just threw it all in. Yeah, um, and it was lovely because it, then it just goes into the up. mash and it's all, all scrummy, yummy. But it was absolutely delicious and thoroughly enjoyed it. Really lovely recipe. Oh,
1: how lovely.
0: Well, and, and, and all my family did a review on it, and I won't read them
1: all out, but basically the, they all loved it. Um, But the outcome, really, I'd say the butter beans didn't go down that well with anyone apart from me. Um, But maybe chickpeas, maybe next time, or maybe some lentils. I um, use cannellini. Cannellini. Cannellini mm-hmm. beans, yeah, lovely. They're, they're a, a bit, bit smaller, creamier, that. aren't they? Yeah, and they're a bit smaller than butter beans. The butter yeah. beans did wear, some can be a little bit dry, I suppose. But um, yeah. anyway, fantastic. So we'll put that recipe up, Lou, won't we? Maybe some photos. Yes. Um, if you took yes.
0: any. So brilliant. So thank you so much, Jim, no, for that recipe. Good. God good. help it, when it's my foodie month and you're going to get a recipe. We'll see. Something that involves wine <laughs> and potatoes, I'd imagine. <laughs> you can, you'll definitely have potatoes <laughs> in it. <laughs> So, gents, I've got to ask, I've been wanting to know all week, how's your WI? Because you had a crochet to learn, didn't you? I did have a crochet to learn, Lou,
1: and I've learned bugger all. Because <laughs> I was absolute, excuse my language, shit. I, honestly, um, I've always loved drawing, sketching. I love art. I did an art history um, foundation degree. I love it. Craft, not so much. I'm never wow. not crafty. When I, I thought I you'd it, be good no, you could with your hands as an ex hairdresser. No, not craft. Um the last time I did craft was when Millie was in primary school and I stabbed myself and had to go to hospital um with a pair, with a child's pair of scissors. I stabbed, I was trying to I was trying to put an eye in a in a mask. And I stabbed straight through the moth. Well, luckily, you're not far from the hospital. No, exactly. Exactly. It was bleeding so much. I was trying to hold it away from the children. Anyway, I had to have stitches. I, I'm not a craft. I admire anyone that does it. And your bastard blanket is absolutely amazing. Yeah, the bastard is doing good. I will. I'm I'm going to persevere. I'm, I'm definitely going to persevere. But I, I don't know for how long, because at the moment, I will put a video on. And I cannot even get one stitch. It keeps coming off, slipping off my finger. Finger, It slips off the crochet hook. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm all doing it well, all
0: wrong. Do you know what? When we can actually meet up, yeah. that's going to be one of the first things I, I do. You're going to put the kettle on, and I'm going to teach you to crochet face-to-face. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I say fantastic. You, you, you might... won't be fantastic. You'll be swearing.
1: But yeah, don't yeah worry. I will be swearing. We'll get, look, you're going to crack it. <laughs> i might lose a crochet hook or two and yeah, uh, do something else yeah <laughs> but thank you for setting it lou and it is um you know it is the, our weekly invitation and it has been quite a challenge and it's something i never would have tried mm-hmm. um, let it be know, your but... teacher
0: jinty that's what you always tell me when things get get me down let, let it I... be your teacher that's
1: really good really good advice i need to take my own advice you lou, need to I... listen to yourself <laughs> brilliant thank you I, and i will definitely um i will definitely keep that going yeah yeah good and i'm going to set you on um this week and then we're going to have a bit of a gap next week aren't we just to allow us both to kind to of catch up on. with our
0: little wis
1: exactly because you're still meditating i believe aren't you? i am
0: 10 minutes a day now
1: fantastic that's and you've brilliant. got
0: this you've got your. you've got your your bastard
1: square to make i've got my and i'm determined to do at least a square Yes. It was me thinking I might be able to do a scarf. Gosh, I'd be lucky to do a stitch at this rate. <laughs> so, the, so anyway, have you got the bag? The lovely. Bag? I have. It's, a, it's going to be a bit of a rustle. It's on the floor. I'm going to pick it up. Sorry, yes, I wrapped it in a carrier bag.
0: Right. Am I allowed to open? You
1: can open it now, Lou, and I shall explain. Looks
0: like a That's urine sample. <laughs> it might taste oh. like a urine sample. Here we go. Willie's. Willie's.
1: Willie's natural
0: apple cider vinegar. You've got it. You've got it. Ooh. I thought
1: I thought as we're doing <clears throat> excuse me, as our food, I'll link it in with our foodie collective. So as we're doing gut health, yeah,
0: have you ever
1: I... have you ever tried it, Lou, apple cider vinegar? No, I don't think it's... I have. Do you clean with it? no <laughs> no so if you look on it it says this is um willies is a really good one you can get it in some supermarket i think waitrose and sainsbury's sell it okay. um, you can get it online they they also do um Tyrrell's crisps weirdly enough so you oh. might want to bag yourself some crisps while you're there <clears throat> but so if you look i'm on, just looking at the bottle yeah if you look at the bottle it says it says it's got the mother Well, the mother is like you're used to seeing kombucha the mother is like your scoby Okay, but it's it ha- it won't have a big scoby in it, but it's it's like that. So the the mother is the kind of live bacteria um, <clears throat> that's inside the apple cider vinegar. It's unpasteurized and it's raw. Wow. Okay, so it might might kind of look like a bit cobwebby or a bit, a bit like particles, which you know my kids would say that's disgusting, and I never even touch it. But what I'd like you to do, Lou, <clears throat> excuse me, I have got a bit of a frog in my throat this morning is try and have i think it's about 25 mil um if you can maybe try and have 25 mil a day don't have it raw like i thought i had to do and okay. i just i just knocked it back i because it's good to have it just before you eat dinner um it's really good so good for your digestive system and so i Ooh, had it I just nice it yeah, Ooh, it's quite strong, isn't it? Ooh, I, like, I tried water. it. <laughs> I tried twenty-five mil shot, and I tried it for about a week before my dinner. I couldn't eat my dinner; I was nearly vomiting all the way through. Like
0: in the good old like... days when we used to do shots, you were doing yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah,
1: okay, exactly. So, but what you're supposed to do, which I didn't look at the instructions or anything, you dilute it in water. So, but you don't have to. What I do now, because I don't even like that. I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather drink, you know, kefir or something or yeah. kombucha. Um, so but you might find you like that so try that and on another day you might want to make a dressing with it so you can put it in dressings it's still, okay. it's still good um, you can you know um, put it in put it in what you like mix it with what you like but it's it's try and have those 25 mil um,
0: 25 mil a day well thank you very yeah. much gents I will I will be trying this from this evening good before the seat before meals you said didn't you So before the evening it's really good it's really good before meals
1: or with a meal. So if you're using it on a dressing, maybe have your little bit of salad with the dressing yeah. before you eat. And Perfect. um, just, and just report back, Lou. Just let us know how how that goes. Brilliant! Thank you very much, Gints. No worries. What a lovely,
0: what a lovely W I. Yes, easier than bloody crochet. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. And I believe now we've got our lovely from the lovely Sylvie, we've got our three tips for life, haven't oh, we? Lovely Sylvia.
1: She is, um, she's a yogi. She's one of our Ashtanga Yoga Exmouth um, students. Not only that, she's done a foundation in um, yoga teaching and um, she helps uh, Neil and I out when we teach. She she's, uh, assists up until a year ago and we had to close, <laughs> um, yeah. unfortunately. But she's, she's a wonderful girl. She's a mum, <clears throat> mum of two young boys um, and a working mum, she's actually a social worker specialising in mental health. She's been working in mental health for over 20 years. So she's got a lot of experience. So her three tips really, I felt, would be quite important. So I'm going to play you them now, Lou. Okay. So I'm just going to...
2: Hello boss. Thank you so mm. much for asking me to give you my three tips for life. When I was first asked, I couldn't think of any then I couldn't stop thinking of them. So after much deliberation, here are my top three. Number one, chew and mindfully eat your food. Stress really impacts on our ability to digest food. And many women, including myself, suffer from IBS or other digestive problems, Mm. which is no surprise really, as women were often trying to juggle really busy lives. Mm. So... Sit down, really focus on what you're eating. Don't watch TV. Don't try to eat on the go. I know it's really difficult, but try it at least once a day. It'll really surprise you how long it takes mm. to eat something. <laughs> but it has really helped me. Brilliant. Number two, mm. have structure to your day. I know I really struggle if I don't have a routine. And especially in these COVID times where there's lots of us working at home. And not having a structure, it's really impacting on our mental health. So really try to incorporate some sort of routine, a structure that benefits you. Lastly, my third tip, keep moving and stretching. I really think it's so important to keep our bodies moving, especially as we get older. Get out for a walk. And as you walk, move your arms to and fro to get things moving or Stretch whenever you can. My personal favourite: dance around the kitchen <laughs> to nineties music or whatever music 80s that comes mood. on the radio 80s. that you enjoy. Mm. I've got to say, it's got the added benefit of really embarrassing your children. <laughs> so that's it from me. Take care. Bye.
1: Oh, thank well, you, made
2: Delicious.
1: Absolutely fantastic. It's so different. <sighs> from- you know, I love these last week's. Tips. I know they're brilliant. So different than last week's and the weeks before. Yeah. it's just it's it's, it's wonderful. Really, oh, really good.
0: And what a lovely, lovely okay. layup! I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her yet, and I cannot wait.
1: Oh, she's later. Yeah, she's she's absolutely great. Oh.
0: Um, so, Gince. what, what lovely, have we got coming up chat. next week? Pardon, Lou. I, I still got the same time. <laughs> we're sharing a brain. I said, what a lovely, lovely week we've had. We have. Yeah. Brilliant. We Thank fitted you so a lo- much. Fitted a lot in today, haven't Ooh, we? Oh, it's been a busy old boy this week. It
1: has. So, it has.
0: I hope your tea's not gone cold. And we hope you're going to join us next Sunday t- for The Collective. And we've got the lovely Kerry on next week. We now have. We have. Now, again, I haven't met Kerry, but I've heard lots about her. She's a mum of two. Who had a second pregnancy and birth during lockdown? So that's going to be an interesting one. It uh, is.
1: That's uh, that's going to be our topic next week, Lou, isn't it? it so is. preg- Pregnancy and birth during lockdown. Yeah, and so her we'd experience. like to hear from any of you. Yeah, her experience. She's going to be telling us all about that. Um, and um, yeah, that'll be good. So anyone that's got any questions or wants to get involved, then we'd love to hear from you. And I'm uh, really looking to, forward to our chat with Kerry next week. Definitely. Yeah.
0: We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast, so please leave any comments and head over to our Instagram page, Womankind Collective, for all the links and chat from today's podcast. Thank you, gents Oh, thanks, Lou. It's been great to chat. Thanks, everyone,
1: for listening and commenting and everything else. And spinning. sitting in the bath listening to
0: us. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> see, see you next week. See you next week.